What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode three of the podcast, which I believe we have officially decided is now bottom sprocket. I, yeah. <laughs> I think I think we've heat and hot on it enough. I think it's just we're going to go ahead and call it bottom sprocket. So we have a title for this show that you are watching. Uh, it, all, all in uh, all in for it. Thumbs up. I'm all in for it, man. Thumbs up. Agreed. All right. Yep. Today, we are going to be talking about advice that we wish we had gotten when we first started. So all three of us started in very different uh, ways. I think if I remember correctly, you got a CB160 and you were going to build it on your coffee table. Josh started riding because of videos we were making on Yammy Noob. And I started riding because I needed a motorcycle to park downtown because it was cheaper than my car. So we just kind of won it and uh, there leaves a lot of openings for us to have made mistakes. So we are going to be talking about advice we wish we had when we were starting out. And we have a lot of folks already queuing up in the Discord to respond to that. And then long-awaited return of the meme contest. So this week we are doing a nice little warm-up challenge. It's a softball. We are making fun of the Versus 650. And then we will never speak of it again, I hope. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to go ahead and bury that motorcycle in a landfill, metaphorically speaking, and move on as if nothing happened. But uh, the top prizes for this week, uh, we're just going to release the number one, two, and three on Instagram and on YouTube oh, so that they yeah. can get their chops out there and we can gin up some excitement. And then next week, we are going to be, or next podcast, depending on my travel situation, we're going to be giving away a whole ass Cardo unit, which is going to be super cool. Dude, for your for like the first official meme contest, that is nuts. Yeah, that's so and cool. I'm here for it. We're giving yeah. away a Cardo. So with all of that being said, let's dive on in. All right, I'm going to start the timer today so that we don't Ooh. run super mega long because we have a lot to dive into. So, advice that we wish we had when we first started out. Who wants to jump in first here? I'll go. All right. I wish somebody, I wish like the moment I was calling somebody about a 1965 Honda, I wish somebody would have smacked me. <laughs> I wish somebody would have been like, wait, you want your first bike to be what? Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, yeah, it looks cool. This is a cool thing. And then they would have just wheeled me a dirt bike. Yeah. Because I was telling you guys this last time, I had no idea that you get good on the dirt. I had absolutely no idea. I thought yeah. it was thing that rich suburban kids who lived out on the sticks got to do or because they had a cool dad. I had the f no idea. And the first time we were on the dirt and you're your back wheel's moving. Everything's moving. Josh and I are like screaming down a mountain in Utah. You're like, oh, wait a second. This is where you get good. And that's that's it. I just I just wish so bad. That would have been a decade ago. Yeah. Imagine how good I would be now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd be a totally different rider for sure. But instead, you spend your time, anytime fishtailing on the tarmac, you're going to freak out. Mm-hmm. Because if you fishtail on the tarmac and your rear tire hooks back up, you're going to go ass over tea kettle and go flying into the bushes. I mean, the the I think all of us in the last like two years really kind of had a dirt awakening mm -hmm. when we realized that just there's so much more opportunity for cheap, 
easy fun, you know. Can Dirt Awakening be the name of our dirt biking podcast? Sure. <laughs> the, the Dirt Awakening. <laughs> Somebody write that down. And I actually have, there's a fun little anecdote. Um, did you, have you watched anything prepping for the season for MotoGP? No. So nope. th- there was this documentary, I think it was on Netflix. I don't remember. But it was basically talking about how Marquez went through just this grueling process with his arm surgery mm. to get back into shape. Um, a lot of it's just like you didn't realize how close he was to not coming back. Yeah, like he was. He was like, "This sucks. I'm here to win. If I'm not winning, I don't want to race." He was like, his team was worried that he was going to retire and all of this stuff, but. In the uh, in one of the episodes, they're talking about his because um, him and Rossi butted heads so hard to the point where Rossi literally kicked him off of the racetrack in oh, yeah. in one of these races. I forget which one it was, but it was I think it was the 18 season, and it was it was crazy. The whole Marquez Rossi situation was nuts, and Marquez told the story of. One time in the off season, when they when he was first starting uh, in GP, he went to Rossi's uh, ranch, which Rossi has a dirt track to oh, train it's at. Beautiful, yeah, it's nuts how much just land he's got, and it's just this immaculate dirt track. And he was like, you know, we were, we were having some fun, and then after I went there, you know, our relationship sort of cooled off a little bit. He's like, I have no clue what happened. Maybe it was because I have the new track record there but it's it's really weird and he just like subtly <laughs> threw in that he beat rossi's record on his own dirt track which is nuts ryan ashley says it was sepang 2015 sepang 2015 yep yeah that when he was kicked him Ugh. yeah when he kicked him off the track um that would have been really early on when mark was still uh when Mark was still either a rookie or the season after, and basically Rossi was like, "I hate this kid. Just get literally, you're 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 nuts. Just get away from me," kind of thing. Really, That's really crazy. pissed off because he's not like that with everyone who he's super competitive with. Like him and Casey Stoner, when they were going at it, were like, they'd cross the line and they were like hugging each other, grabbing for each other, like totally hamming up, having a great time. Yeah, yeah. So the the difference is. Marquez is the like he was the vanguard of the new breed of racers. Mm-hmm. So he was he yeah. he has this completely different attitude and he fully admits to it in the documentary. He's like, you know, when I'm riding and when I'm racing, I'm an asshole. Is it the docu series, the MotoGP docu series that you're talking about or was it just a documentary about It was about- just about Marquez. Oh, I got to find that cuz I watched the whole MotoGP docu series they had on Amazon Prime. I'll I'll send you the links Please. to it cuz it's it's really cool. It's actually really powerful cuz you see uh him talking with his mom and his granddad. Oh, hell yeah. Um Are you a fan of Mark? Cool. I'm he's my rider. Okay. I, oh, I like, didn't know that. Like through and through right. Marquez is my guy. Wow. Josh, what about you? Um, yeah, I don't care for Marquez all that much. I don't like the super aggressive riders. <laughs> um, I don't know. Did Everybody's catch super Daytona, aggressive now, though. They have to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in, in MotoGP, it's, it's just crazy. I mean, the racing even looks different. But uh, did either of you catch the Daytona 200? No, I didn't. Weekend? No, because don't they pay gate all that? Like, don't you need, like, a Moto America 
streaming pass. Yeah, it might be on TV somewhere, but I'm not Stefano won um MP13's Melissa Paris's Yeah. yeah he, got, he won on Kayla's bike. Yeah, he, he won. won the Twins Cup. Um, oh dang. Which is awesome. Yeah, no, it was pretty dramatic. Josh Heron won the 200 um and took Richie Escalante out, you know. I know too. Wyman won the King of the Baggers, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love seeing him. Doesn't that track look like so much fun? Yes. Yes. I think he did over 180 or like 178 on his bagger. He's a maniac. I mean, it's got the long banked court. I mean, it's the fastest track ever. That's why they can't do uh, super bikes there. But um, yeah, that's, that's some speed for a big bike like that. Still right, Josh. (laughs) What was, what was the piece of advice that you wish that you'd gotten when you started? Yeah, I I feel like I started in a messy way, but I don't really regret that. It did teach me to work on a bike a lot. It was difficult and it wasn't fun going through it, but like in hindsight, I I do appreciate that experience. So I'm not going to say like don't buy a cash bike, don't buy a fixer upper, you know, that's I, that, I, that's too obvious. But but the specific one thing that I wish I had known was to not trust the local shop um mm, i really i fell into that and i was like oh these guys i don't know other people that ride but i go there and they're nice and you know they'll talk me up on the things that i think are going on with the bike and they take it and yeah. have it for a while and ka-ching ka-ching every single time and a lot of times the problem's not fixed <laughs> so many times I'd give them the bike and they're like, Oh yeah, we totally know what's going on. And the guy, he, one of the mechanics even had an older SV650, a second gen. I was like, this is perfect. Of course he's going to know everything there is to possibly know about an SV650. I'm in an amazing situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I blew so much money uh, just letting them try and diagnose things. And cause I was too afraid to just get in, start learning myself, ask somebody who knew better, who, wasn't didn't have a financial interest in it uh yeah don't don't trust the and i can't speak for the the shop in your town but uh yeah the shop in austin i think kind of really spun me around a bit without laying blame on anybody because i don't want to be calling people out was it a dealership or was it a uh was it a local shop around here it was a local shop yeah it was not Mm. a dealership yeah interesting because there's there's one dealership here that has a reputation for giving people the runaround. Uh, no way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I have a guess as to which shop it was. I'll ask you offline, but yeah, that yeah, now I want to know too. You definitely need to do your, uh, do your research. Um, it, you should talk to other riders in the area and see where they take their bikes. Um, yep. that's a great way to go about it. Yeah. Riders that are a part of a community too. You know, Mm -hmm. if these guys ride with all your buddies that ride, it's like they're accountable for the work that they do at some level. Um, Cause the guy, yeah, the guys I took it to weren't, you know, they had so many bikes coming in and out. And uh, Dude, I had to go break out my bike cause I was so tired of being absolutely dicked around. Like mm -hmm. I went in there and grabbed it and they were screaming at me saying they were going to call the cops. And I'm like, give me my fucking motorcycle. Yep. Yeah, it's like, what What are they going to do? Are they going to yell at you about you taking your motorcycle away? I just like, I felt like such a, I don't know, like a dimwad. I was like, why did I think that they were waiting on gold points from Japan? <laughs> it's 
like, why did I think that? You know, and it, I would always shop prices for hours. And I'd go to somebody because his hourly price is $10 less. And uh, yeah, having somebody you can trust. I, you know, also just thinking that they have your best interest. Like I'm thinking I'll take them, take my bike so that they can fix it. And they're going to get it running as good as possible. But like after the fact, once I learned and got into the carburetors myself and everything, it's like these guys did some absolutely stupid adjustments just because they just wanted to run. They just needed to fire up and go around the block so that I'll take it home and pay. Um, not actually get it to run properly. So, yeah. so Nick Dasco here saying pop is happy to rip you off. Lots of crooked pops, lol. So we actually, when we were up on metric, we were right next door to the BMW dude, cousin Bob. Um, yep. and he was awesome. Like Bob, I, I, if ever I had a problem, a legend has left the town. I would yeah. walk into Bob's shop, and even if he was in the middle of something, he would come up and help me out. And uh, it's a real shame that Bob's out of here because he was he was so so good. But yeah. he's up in Arkansas, living his best life now, alone. I'm like, are there bikes to work at? Work on where you're at? <laughs> in the of nowhere. I definitely want to ride up to uh, Arkansas just to go hang out with cousin bob again because he's he's awesome and that's the kind of guy you need to find yeah yeah happy to say that i'm not talking about cousin bob's shop he's was always fantastic and i bet he has customers in austin and all of central texas who will still drive their bikes up there to him uh, oh yeah just because you know he has so many great customers that trust him and that's hard to find so I think the biggest piece of advice that i wish i would have gotten would have been to not fall down the YouTube rabbit hole looking for the best first bike. Oh, so you're the opposite of me. Yeah. I, when I was looking at my motorcycles, I agonized for ever. Yeah. For a long, long time. I agonized about, uh, you're a calculated person though. Yeah. I wanted to make the right call. I really wanted to make the right call. I wanted to make sure that I was maximizing my dollar out of my bike that I wasn't going to get something that was too slow Isn't that I could grow into. For that when you get stuck in like the... We call uh, that the spec sheet warrior. Or a <laughs> analysis paralysis. Analysis, yeah, decision paralysis. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I bounced between Harleys. I bounced between Indians. I bounced between uh, Japanese cruisers, little Japanese sport bikes, all kinds of bikes. And I was like, at the end of the day, I was just watching review after review after review after review. And I fell down this just you because YouTube wants you to just watch, click the next video, click the next video. So they want you second guessing your decision. Dude, I had no idea that there were motorcycle YouTube channels giving advice. <laughs> like yeah. when I met you and everybody, I was like, wait, this is a thing. Like people make. <laughs> Like they've researched before they buy something. Yeah. And it's, if I was, I know this is like, if this is, uh, you know, sort of quaint coming from a dude who makes his living doing this sort of shit. Take everything that any YouTube reviewer says with a grain of salt. And shove it up your own butt. They are not you. We do not know what is going to be the best bike for you. Whenever we are reviewing or looking at a motorcycle, we're looking at 
uh, we're looking at it from our lens. It's why I tend to like bikes that are like 110 to 140 horsepower a lot. I like the ones that have a lot of technology. I like them to be really spicy and I zesty. I think there are such different bikes for different ages, too. If Absolutely. a 35-year-old is coming to me and saying, oh, I want a bike, what should I get? I'm not going to f- tell them a teeny little bit bopper, you know? Yeah. They're going to have more wherewithal about them than an 18-year-old. Yeah. Like with the with the um uh scram so i've got the scram in the garage right now um i would only recommend the scram to a red raw beginner somebody who's just starting out somebody who lives in like new york or chicago somebody who's doing a lot of city riding and they need a cheap way to get around because that's exactly what that bike is it's mm-hmm. going to get you anywhere you want to go and I tried to say that because, of course, I don't want to sit here and say the bike's a terrible piece of garbage because it's not. But a lot of people are going to hear that if I'm like, this thing's really, really slow because it is really slow motorcycle. Yep. I don't want to give people the impression that just because it's slow, it's bad. It's not. There's a great bike under there um, and it's never going to die on you. It's never going to leave you high and dry. There's a lot of pluses and it's dirt cheap oh my god it's so cheap like somebody said in the comment section they were seeing them selling new for like four thousand dollars at their local dealership that's why i've always loved royal enfield cheap way to get in yeah Uh, again i i would say if you're out there you're looking at videos you're thinking i'm gonna get started this season you just need you need to take a trip to the rock hard cafe and figure out whatever bike makes you excited Mm -hmm. And then you should think whether or not you can handle that motorcycle. Except for I forgot to look up that mass shooting at that dealership because he got he was laughed at for picking a bike that was too much that he yep. could handle. Yeah, I to look. Okay, somebody in the Discord <laughs> look up. There, it was a guy. He went into a dealership in Illinois, and I think he killed three or four people because they were mocking him, and he wanted to return the bike, and they were like, "Yeah, no, you don't return motorcycles or whatever." And then he killed him. So he should have thought about it more, you think? Do you think he underthought the situation? <laughs> I think yeah, he saw the prettiest, it? most expensive bike and got it and then probably dropped it and then Yeah. There are so many there's so many guys I see who don't know anything. Like they're usually it's a white startup dude who's like a who just got a bunch of vulture venture capitalist money. He wants a triumph. And he, no, they buy a Panigale because it's red oh, and fancy. And they're like, this is this is like a Ferrari, but I can I don't need to start out with the starter Ferrari. I can just go buy a V4 Panigale. Uh, yeah. And it's just as fast. And then you see them with no miles just sitting in a garage in some fancy ass house in the hills. And then people like you the and me are looking for one to buy. To ride to Josh. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And then we show up ready to pay cash. Now, I think the bike you want should be your second bike. If you are if you have no experience, you should think of that first bike as a pass-through. It's like, look, I'm, this is a means to an end. Get comfortable. Get grounded. Get my fundamentals about me. And then get the heck rid of it and get a bike I really, really like. Because like the bike you really, really want, for some people, it'll be their first bike. Um, but a lot of the like great, great bikes – they're too heavy. They're kind of a handful for a beginner. Well, with all of that, let's actually kick it over to the Discord, folks. So let's dive in with Lucky Blue Wrench says, things I wish I knew before I started riding. The clutch is not an on-off switch. I could have saved myself so much, so many stalls, headaches, 
uh, and even a second attempt at the MSF if he had known that. For sure, man. The clutch is not not an on-off switch. No. I yeah. would reckon that he probably is coming to uh he's probably coming to this from automatic cars. Yes. Because if you if you're yeah. coming to it from like even a little bit of manual transmission experience in a car, you're gonna be okay. I will say I drove manual cars before. Maybe I just didn't have a great teacher. Don't tell my dad, but uh I didn't understand that how much you could control the vehicle by modulating the clutch. I mean, I was used to, I, I thought the whole goal was just to get it out smoothly, you know, to mm -hmm. basically just get it into gear. It's, it's your mechanism of getting into gear as smoothly as possible. And yep. that's not what I use it for today. <laughs> now it's for so, wheelies. I was about to say, what do you use it for, Josh? <laughs> it's for wheelies. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, we've got Dasco. Uh, his advice, short and sweet. I wish I'd have known that the modern Snell standards are virtually meaningless and that ECE is the only helmet standard that really matters. Mm. Also living in a city, I wish I had known about the hack of just wearing a dirt or ADV helmet with sunglasses instead of goggles to keep you cool in the summer. So this is where I'm going to just be like, yeah, the simple flying eyes pitch. They, they're they super comfortable <laughs> and I will just wear them all the time and take my visor off in the summer on a sport helmet. Um, but a for dual vlogging, sport. Though? For vlogging though? For vlogging, I have to suffer. Yeah, you have to suffer. Because a dual sport lid just is not, they're not quiet enough. But uh, they're usually okay. Uh, as long as you're not going super fast, but yeah, I, when I'm just cruising by myself, I take the visor off of my sport mm -hmm. helmet. Um, cause the, they're usually a little bit quieter, but yeah, the ECE is really the only sticker that matters. Yes. Um, I will say though that, uh, showy usually will not have, um, it, a lot of their helmets do say ECE, but a lot of their track day lids will not have a ECE rating on it. Like my X14 does not. Hmm. My hmm. RF1200 does not. However, I know that that is a hand-built in Japan helmet and that it's going to be quality. So I'm willing to trust not having the ECE sticker on that one because it's really meant for that one big bash on a track. Right. Next up, we've got, uh, that is a meme. There we go. DM topic from Nam Idua. Not sure. I wish someone had told me how calming it can be when you ride mm. with earplugs or ear, uh, earbuds in. Much less fatigue from overstimulation. It just makes cruising around much more enjoyable experience. Sometimes I feel like it's making me lose my mind quicker, <laughs> but that just might be me. Uh, riding with earplugs in? Yeah, 100%. Just be because you can only hear the voices? Yes. Josh, did you just fall out of your chair? No, oh, I'm okay. I just lost the light. Yeah, riding with earplugs. You should do that anyway, just because it's better for your hearing. Um, Oops. At a certain point, you've already lost the, you've already got the tinnitus. You've, you've already lost the hearing. It's not going to get much worse. But yeah, I, I have, I used to ride when I had Harley two without earplugs, but I didn't go anywhere on it. And then I took one ride on a highway going up to like Georgetown. And I was like, this sucks is way too loud and then it was earplugs in all the time 
especially because you're like you're just beginning and you probably don't have a super expensive helmet either so you have a cheap helmet no earplugs and you go jump on the highway and that is <laughs> an awful experience it i'm pretty bad about not riding with earplugs i've gotten better and i was a lot better when i was in austin recently i've been bad but uh a good helmet does a lot too yeah when i started out i was wearing a bell revolver evo it was a thousand pounds it leaked like a sieve and uh the only time i've ever seen it mentioned in a video in even a remotely positive light was one on one Fortnite video this is digging deep in the gray matter i don't remember which video it was but he was like this helmet's good in the summer because it's so leaky there's so much <laughs> airflow in it because it it's it was like a flip-up helmet it was like 200 dollars or something like that and uh he was like if you want to wear this you're going to get great airflow but it's going to be really really loud and it rattles like a beer can Oy. yeah it was rough yikes toaster boy here we go i wish i knew that you have to make sure to kick the stand uh, the kickstand is fully deployed before getting off the bike yep how many times with harley's specifically have we been moving them around the shop and been like why won't they fix that character emotion or it's just <laughs> you know it's the way they did it in milwaukee in 2000 and or no they're probably 19 Maybe they all flick it down differently. Maybe they trust it more. I don't know. I have no clue, but I hate the two-stage kickstand. Especially I, the the kicks. The two-stage kickstand is bad. The one on the Pan America is the worst kickstand <laughs> Harley has ever put out. It's actually what made me collapse on the side of that mountain. Yep, I remember Ooh, that. Foop. That's terrible. Can you like just take them off and replace it with an aftermarket adventure kickstand or something? So. Or is it too like sophisticated? in its whole little it step out procedure branded. Yeah. <laughs> so the ones on the, on like their normal bikes, you can get replacements for that aren't, that don't do the like two stage thing, but yeah. it's also the way that the joint is set up. Cause it can like wiggle in, in yeah. its place. Yeah. It's the one thing I don't want to fucking wiggle on my bike. It's the thing that keeps it upright when it, I'm not around. It needs to be solid. It needs to just, you need to trust it. It needs to be a really, trusting relationship with your fucking kickstand especially if you have a pan america otherwise it's gonna flop on the ground and you're gonna be sad and it's heavy to and pick it's heavy back as up. balls i like it when my kid you like flick the kickstand and it goes boing and it like snaps right back into place which boing are you talking about where, where like it it's, it sounds like a diving board and it goes like on your kickstand never it's, had the one spring that strong. is so <laughs> there have been a couple that i've snapped up and uh, they they are literally so strong that uh it'll it'll like rattle in place and bounce up and down have you ever kicked yeah. yours and it flew off because that's happened to me and then you were stuck there with <laughs> really <and the> spark. <laughs> rattled right off kicked it up and it flew and i just stood there <laughs> and i was like i guess i'll Put it on the wall and hope that it doesn't fall. So you were getting off the bike or you were getting on the bike? I was getting off the bike. Okay. It flew off and then I just was stranded. And then I put it on a center <laughs> or on that just a regular car stand. You just had a car jack until yes. you could put it back on. Full metal corgi. Wish I would told how expensive it was. It's not cheaper than a car. You keep wanting to buy Farkles and swag. Wait, what do you mean by that? Yeah. What does he mean by that? Because 
my monthly payments were cheaper than car payments. Yeah, but the motorcycle lifestyle, like you end up getting more for your motorcycles than you would for your car. Because at least for me anyway, this is totally true. Uh, I, my car is just, even though it's the Speed 3 and it's kind of sporty and all that stuff, <laughs> I don't give a flying about its performance because I have a motorcycle. And so my motorcycle gets pampered and it's like the Gordon okay. Ramsay meme. So and that's for people who like to mod their bikes. Yeah. I, I've kept most stock. Yeah, I feel like all of the mods that were on the Svart came from Rottweiler. Yes. There was there was like a sponsored thing. And then isn't the Beamer completely stock? Completely stock. I do kind of want to talk to Motivation, but it's been years now. So I'm not spending a ton of money. I'm not dumping money on my bikes. Do they make a an SC for that one? They make all sorts of good. They're like, when I got it, they were the first people I talked to. And they're like, what are you doing? You need to get a tune and a power commander and this and that. They're like, there's a whole bike under there. So I still think about that. <laughs> They've got a crazy, or at least had a crazy one in their showroom. I haven't been in a while, but I remember. And it was so really cheap. It was like R9T. 12 grand. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. The gear, I mean, the gear gets you. I, I never am like looking on social media and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would look so good driving in that jacket. It's never happened. Or like, man, I can't wait to go drive wearing those boots. It, you know, car stuff doesn't call me to buy more gear. Motorcycle, though, it's all the time. It's nonstop. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to spend $1,000 on a helmet ever again, unless That's it's a Marquez a graphic. The Marquez Motegi graphic no. is the coolest one that they – it had the, like, little beckoning cat on it. I want I want the beckoning cat. Did I ever show you the helmet where it was a dude's pants pulled down and his nuts were flapping and his butt cheeks were spread? No. <laughs> it was, it's like a famous <laughs> racing helmet because as you see it pass you, you f***ing laugh. And it's just like, I'd spend $1,000 on that. It's like That's Rossi's amazing. one helmet that he had with him, like his face on it. Do you see the Rossi face yes. helmet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it, no, an image doesn't come to my mind. I might not have seen it. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually trying to get a new street helmet too right now replace that red showy that i've had forever because uh, it's about street riding season up here and i have no idea what i'm gonna get <laughs> i would just get an rf 1400 because you have the 12 14s are great yeah they no, they're they're claustrophobic as hell if you're trying to ride them dual purpose off-road but they are super quiet if you're looking for a motor vlogging helmet r1400 uh, let's see here. Who is next? We've got Moto Tigris with advice prior to starting riding. Don't spend money on new gear because you'll go through it a lot. Uh, you'll go through a lot of it before you figure out what kind of kit you really like. So basically the advice there is to start with used stuff. Hmm. Where do you guys land on used gear? I've, I've used a bunch of it. So yeah. I, I, oh, I have my track suit and that helmet track actually suits are different. I got off of Facebook. Um, I had great success with that. I looked for a week, found a dude who is identical stature to myself and he had stopped riding like five years ago when he moved to Austin and I just bought all of his gear. Got a great deal on it too. So I'm, I'm totally, totally cool with it. I, I didn't sleep well with the helmet bit. Uh, I rode in that helmet a whole lot. However, there were a number of times where I was like, I'd probably feel better if I bought a helmet out from, from a store. Uh, you just don't know what happens to them and you, you can look and assume it hasn't been dinged up or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I guess if it's like, Oh, I bought this, I wore it once, whatever. It's like, Oh yeah, that's a great deal. Yeah. Or also I'm not, I don't pick out my gear ever. 
I don't ever go to a gear shop and look at like pants and jackets. I don't. I, I really don't. I hate shopping, even when it's for stuff like that. How? How do you get, stuff? How do you get gear that like fits you? I guess. Hmm. You buy it online? No, yeah. I went to Cycle Gear. I was like, that'll work. And then Lucas is like, you want to try it on? I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> I want to leave. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I mean, the only the only piece of used gear that I I will recommend you don't get is a helmet. Never get a used helmet. But yeah. use like used other stuff. Yeah, sure. It totally looks fine. good. It looks like it's not all farted on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Moto Tigris here says helmet. Of course, yeah. yeah. Should be yeah. new. Don't skimp. Absolutely. Do not skimp on a helmet. Very bad idea. Uh, next up, we've got China Shite Bike Boy. One thing I wish I'd learned as a noob is that aftermarket parts you put on your bike will not add anything to the sale price later Why do on. Think that? Why do people think that? Would have saved a lot of stock parts if I'd have known that. Oh, I understand exhaust. So I don't care. Yeah, yeah. it's. You will never, ever, 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 ever make money on mods. No, never. Yep. Especially if you go for a lot of power adders. And in fact, think of, you'd lose money. Yes. Think of like, oh, I kept this stock. It is absolutely stock. You'd be like, shit, yeah, give me that. Yeah, like your BMW, more. you're going to get out of it almost probably what you paid for it mm-hmm. would be my guess. Somebody. But the Svart, because it's got all the shit in there, is like, you know, clearly somebody's like, no, it may have been taken care of, but it got ridden like mm-hmm. a sport bike. Right. Even though, like, even like, for suspension stuff i feel like that's a that's a good mod to do i recommend it you know but you, you're gonna spend a whole lot more than you're gonna get out from it you list a bike just because it has olens on it or something like that you're not getting what you paid not even half not even close and you, and it narrows the pool of buyers so much who are willing to pay your price because they want that performance bonus yeah. that like you've got the best chance of selling it if it's bone stock uh, okay, so here, Basically. I wish I would have known, okay. never sell your first bike, keep that bad boy forever, totally miss it. Do you wish you still had your bike? So bike number one is in a dump. dump. Bike number two, uh, my fiance actually owns. So we oh, technically still nice. have it. Yeah. Hang on to it. You're not going to sell it, right? She's not going to sell it. She owns it. I sold it to her. <laughs> well, right. so, but you guys it's in the family. soon be a unit and you won't sell it. Together. Yes. Uh. <laughs> You got rid of your XSR, which I guess you would probably consider your I first bike. I saw somebody riding it. I thought, Literally oh, yours? I did. Yeah. I want, Lucas and I wanted to chase him down. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> Give me back my bike. No, same mirrors, everything. Like, wow. We, we ran after it. Yeah. I That's nuts. I wow. know who still has my, my first Honda. I'm thinking about buying it back. But he did just absolutely... Like painted the whole thing yellow. Ooh. I know. Why Ooh. would you do that? He's a Ducati person. Ooh. Don't oh. shard on my Honda like that. And then you have, uh, you've got a Gen Two SV650, and you started on a Gen One. So technically, you still have the same bike. And your original one was a disaster and a half. Yeah, I wanted to get rid of that thing. That's for sure. <laughs> I never had the two at the same time though, because I got the GS as the second bike that I technically purchased. And I had that one oh, for that's a while. Right. Yep, yeah. I was doing all the work for it, got it running. And then afterwards I bought the SV650. It was technically the third bike I bought, but I don't know. I consider it my first bike. 
that first SV was so bad. It needed to be put to rest. It was in better shape when I got rid of it, but ugh. I think if it's it's different if you have a taste like that in your mouth. You're like, okay, see you later. <laughs> yes, right. That's kind of how I was with the DRZ. I was just like, go away. I never want to ride you again. Thank you very much. Boil them, mash them, and stick them in a stew. How are you going to drop that and not explain to us? So Nexron here says, potatoes. <laughs> are you, is boil them, a, mash them, stick them in a stew. Is that a nursery rhyme? No, that's from Lord of the Rings. Oh, I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Somebody else, please tell me they understand that meme, please. Uh, anyway, moving on, we've got <laughs> Expecto Delito. <laughs> now that I've just kind of shown my ass to the world as a gigantic nerd. nerd. I will own that forever. I'm a huge nerd. Uh, we wouldn't be here if we weren't nerds. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, I wish someone had told me that riding is much more of a constantly evolving skill that you need to actively work mm. on rather than just being something you pick up over time. Hell yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's so important, especially with off-road riding. Like we bringing it back to what we were talking about at the beginning with off-road riding. It, there's so much, so many skills you can pick up. But isn't it funny though how you don't? I always just thought that I would become Elon McGregor at 50 and I would ride ADV bikes. And you just be totally I just, fine. I just never thought that it was a process or that yeah. you needed to have other skills. Yeah. Oh, it'll be fine. It's something that you do, but it's not. It's always evolving. Yep. Like literally now, every single time I come to a stop on the KLR, I lock up the rear brake. And I just kick the rear end super far out, and I come into a big giant skid every you're single a big stop. Nerd, you big KLR nerd. I man. like I love skidding into a stop, and it's a skill that really took just time to. Like I had to practice that off road. I taught myself how to do um, donuts on a motorcycle. And you were a supermoto dad for a while. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, there's so much cool you can do on a motorcycle. I still can't even wheelie. I can't wheelie either, but I want to learn. There's a wheelie school. I was like, that would be the nerdiest thing. We should thing go to wheelie I was school. like, I kind of want to go to f***ing wheelie yeah. school. They, they, they have like, a, you know how um, Superbike School has the bike that won't tip over? Mm -hmm. they've, got the, they've got a- The bike that won't loop. Triumph. Yeah, that won't, that won't loop. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. We should go to wheelie you school. Yuan. It's, oh, I'm sorry. It's Yuan McGregor. Yuan. Look. <laughs> You win. I feel like I didn't think at all about what I wanted Walk. to do on the motorcycle. I was just like attracted to this vague something that existed that had two wheels on it. And I was like, I just want motorcycle in my life. Yeah, 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 and I had yeah, yeah. no idea what I was even going to do with it. <laughs> and so I went for like the top of the bell curve, like just a naked bike. And honestly, I think I think I probably should have went with a super sport. I don't know. I love SV650s now, but like. If I had really thought about like what kind of riding is available and what I want to do, I don't know. I wouldn't have gotten a naked bike probably. Would you get nowadays, knowing what you know, would you want to get like a 600 or a 750 or would you get something like an R7? Something kind of chilled out. It's a tough question, man. <laughs> that is a really tough question. I, I do not agree with starting on a 600. It's too much. Well, not to start on, but like now that you're, now that you kind of know what you want more out of motorcycling, would you get... Oh like an R7 so that you can have a street fast boy bike, but one that you know you can like just absolutely rail around a racetrack? Or would you just turn it in a into a track bike so that you don't have the temptation to be the street squid? 
No, I'll just be a street squid. I, I want a Jixer 750, you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's on the horizon. So, uh, that's yeah, what I, I like here, Josh. Yeah. I, I need one, honestly. I, I've actually been, I'm really excited to ride the, the new P twin Suzuki. Um, I'm very Jeez. excited to check that out and see what it's all about. I'm sure it's going to be a pretty okay, decent baby. balanced bike, but it is the GSX8S. It is the worst. It's the worst set of characters and letters ever. It drives me nuts that they do that. Yeah. Let's blow through these last four really quick here because we've got we're running up on time. We got to get to the memes. We got to get to the memes. Might be subjective, but I think for me. It's how fragile bikes are compared to cars and how much more maintenance they need, unless you're on a KLR, I guess. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a big difference in how quickly a motorcycle totals out. Like a little little nick on the frame and an insurance underwriter will just it's a total loss. Get you're out, you're free. Wait, really? Yes. Yeah, if you have any any frame damage on well, most motorcycles on that. If you have any frame damage, Whitney, you're gonna you're gonna have to wait for a frame from Austria. Just gonna tell you that I, right I now. I can't believe that you put up with that. Yeah, but that's a different story. And any yeah, that oh, f- um, but most of the time, any frame damage and the bike is an instant total loss, total write off. Uh, last one yes. here. Uh, I think one thing I would have liked to know before I started riding was that two most impactful things I could do to my bike right off the bat or adjust my ergonomics and my suspension to fit me. Yes. yes. You must be a big dude. Yeah, I mean, you really need to get, uh, you need to get your bike set up so that at least fits you comfortably. Even if you're in the ballpark, there's so much stuff you can do to really adjust your exact fit. Like I was with um, Dave Moss when we were doing the Vegas training with Ride ADV, and was married to Kate Moss, and I have no clue, I had I had no idea. I knew you could rotate your handlebars like up and down. Yeah, it did not even occur to me that you could slide them side to side. Okay, why would you slide them side to side? Because, and he explained this, that most right-handed riders tend to ride tight, with like they mm, they pull their right arm sure. in, yeah. so it's shorter. So if you're if you're um, if you're experiencing shoulder discomfort after long rides, try moving your handlebars to the left a little oh. bit so that your right hand is closer to your chest. And uh, I'm actually going to do that on the Ducati tomorrow before I hit the road because it's going to drive me nuts otherwise. I'm always trying to relax my goddamn grip, though. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you're in the mountains and canyon riding and stuff, you're like, God, you're just let go of the goddamn bars because otherwise, yeah, you're going to lock up and get really bad. Um, arm pain. Yeah. That's got me thinking I'll add tires to that. I had no idea how big of a deal tire. I mean, yeah, I had no idea. And it's so intuitive to think that obviously bad tires are going to affect the experience, but great tires. Oh my gosh. They feel so good. Josh, have you, have you ridden on stickies? Uh, Not slicks, but I've ridden on hypersport tires that are, you know, I have never gotten to experience riding on proper rubber. Really? Yeah. No, I mean, if you've been on S22s or something like that, that's really good. I don't good think that I have. Okay. Yeah. You probably have without knowing. But yeah, there. Uh, yeah, you have because you rode my SMCR. That one had S22s on it. When you have nice bikes that have nice mm-hmm. tires from stock, 
I bought it such a u- a used piece of crap bike that it had like it's like any new tire would have been eight times as good as these tires. So yep. you know, there's a spectrum on it. Most new tires are gonna be pretty all right, but when you go from really bad tires to like crazy good tires, that's a really fun gap. All right. We have talked enough. <gasps> it is now Let's time. Shut up. It is now time for the meme contest. The memes. Can we have a meme song? A meme song. A somebody, meme song. Can somebody make <laughs> us a meme song? And maybe it's just us, different uh, notes and pitches saying memes. But I want a meme song a for meme the podcast. Song? That would be great. That would be, that would be awesome. Somebody out there in Streamland, I'm sure that one of you is talented enough to do that. Uh, let's dive in with. Should we let's start in the order that I got them because okay. we have we have a lot of entries here, uh, and I'm just real quick. Josh, are you able to see my screen right now? Yes, you've got the file okay. explorer open. Perfect. All right, we're going to start off with Summit Coyotes meme here for today, and again, our memes are making fun of the versus 650. So if you have a versus 650 or no sense of humor, goodbye. I don't want to read your comment. <laughs> if you do have a versus 650 and a sense of humor, welcome. Uh, okay. So today's meme here, it is a super simple one. The uh, the corporate needs you to identify the difference picture. And it looks like he's got a, he found a green E350 here, which I mean, that, that hits a little home for me. <laughs> Yeah, that's personal. freaking disaster. But yes, you just want to crawl up under that thing and change the oil? Oh. No, I want to crawl up in a corner. Do you want to smooch cry. its catalytic converter? I want to steal its catalytic converter and put and it in mine. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, knee jerk response here to Summit Cowboy. What are you going to give it, Whitney? Oh, we have to rate we them. We have to rate oh them. Oh, my God. Yeah. What's the rating out of five? One, one to 10. Let's do them one to 10. That one's like a six. A six. I'm not going to think about it too hard. That one's a six. I think a six. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I'm fine with five or six. Yep. Let's go with a six. So moving on up, we've got Toaster, which uh, is the meme that I think you were getting very excited for. (laughs) (laughs) This one. So I think Toaster actually submitted a handful. This is the one that I chose because it made me laugh the hardest. What's the other one? Well, explain this one to me first. Explain this one. Well, so it's the it's a weeb version of the Donald Trump papers meme. Ah. The the one with uh, whatever his name is. But yeah, I just it was the weeb energy was there for me. Um, and I I I, a lot of people select sub submitted a bunch of them, so I had to pick the ones that I think were right the best right. but I will show you toaster's other one here um let me see if I can find it real fast where are you toaster boy uh, right there so he's got the <laughs> gift go to get ready to go cross country on a versus Dude, 650 that one is so good that one is so good <laughs> Yeah, so that one is that one's simple but good there. Um, and then uh, we have the other one with me being excited about the <laughs> yeah. fight speed. They look the same. That's hilarious. <laughs> they actually, honestly, looking at it, they look so wow. similar, and I did not realize that side by side. So uh, 
which okay of the three which do you think is the, the meme of the the, the, the top one yeah well like weeb okay sorry i have to come in here weeb like just like like you don't love the weeb energy or what the boo the, the, the it, we don't have time some, to is this some hentai shit that i'm supposed to be hip <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Toaster explain it <laughs> when we're off stream. Maybe okay, so it's not like oh you're being such a weeb. It's like something else. No, it's you're being such a weeb. It's okay. we'll ex we'll dive into okay, weeb okay, culture okay. later. But okay, so <laughs> take notes of all this stuff we need to... for the for the gif here. How are you going to rate that one, dude? That gif is like a solid eight, <laughs> a solid eight or nine because it looks from where I'm at and how small your screen is. It looks like you. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously it's a good deep fake it looks like young college you yeah haircut i i think that one's great i actually like the ducati one the most i think of those three. Oh yeah josh really liked the ducati one but so look at that toaster made a meme for all of us he did make yeah. a meme for all of us unfortunately <laughs> we have Dang. to pick one of them oh yeah so we have the problem them. guys you have to select one meme <laughs> Well, we can have meme show and tell hour. We can have meme show and tell hour. But okay, so let's rate the uh, let's rate the gif. Well, okay. if we rate all of them, I, I mean, Josh, what would you give the one that you got? Because uh, I'd give it like an eight. Yeah. See, so you give them eight out of ten. All right, eight out of ten. There we go. All right, <laughs> we'll be a little bit more organized next time, I promise. But we're just having some fun today. All right, moving on. We've got blotter with nice and simple. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is that's that's how I feel about the Versus 650 right there. Could you imagine if somebody yeah. came up to you and said that? You would make you so mad that I ride a Versus 650. Oh, like, hey, what's up? Yeah, so I ride a Versus 650. I would never. Okay, I have my <laughs> personal opinions about a motorcycle, but I will never be like you chose a bad motorcycle. I <gasps> I don't think I would ever turn to somebody who walked up to me and was like, "Hey, Spite, what's going on?" Yeah, I ride a Versus 650. I'm like, dude, they're Totally adequate motorcycles. Oh, okay, I thought you were saying you would do that. No, like, I'm not. No, I, no you're that's not. mean. So for blotter here, what would you give it? Seven. Is the first seven that comes to mind. Josh. Yeah, I'd go seven again. Seven. I would go with like a, a six. So I think we give it a six and a half. What six do you think? And six and a half. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's the first thing this this dude is saying to describe himself as well. I feel like that's kind <laughs> of critical in it as well. Like, not only does, is he a versus 650 rider, but that's like the first thing he says to explain himself. <laughs> he it's versus who he is. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up, we've got Adamanide. I don't. I don't know how to pronounce it. We'll just go from there. But this is the. <laughs> So Kawasaki's looking at a nice mid-range engine and then the 650cc 180-degree parallel twin stops him. <laughs> okay, but I'm confused. There's So Kawasaki's checking out the ADV, but then the the guy coming out is like stopping him. He's like, him. hold up, dude. Yeah. Is he, he cock-blocking him? Yeah, so do you know the story of this? No. So this is the Gillette, like, <laughs> men should be better. It was at the height of the Me Too movement. Okay. And so this dude was, like, getting ready to cat call the chick, and the dude was like, whoa, hold up, dude. That's not okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me getting schooled on uh, uh, pop culture right now. Yeah, so I feel like if we have to explain the <laughs> meme, we probably aren't doing super hot here. Yeah, I uh, like it, though. I mean, they're making the joke that Kawasaki could have made a really cool bike for the segment. 
and they didn't. And they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and they put that motor in it, and it's just not exciting anymore. So, what would you give it, Josh? What would you give it? Uh, seven and a half, actually, on that one. Damn, what would you give it? I'd give it like a six and a half. Okay. Because it's just text on screen. Yeah, don't don't count me in because I'm like I didn't understand the format or really. <laughs> You're disqualified. <laughs> so I think since we're right down the middle, we'll go for a seven on that. Uh, Aussie Rider is next. This one should be nice and easy here. This makes me feel good. A Versus 650 can become a real oh, adventure dude, touring this, weapon. This is a uh, this is a. Uh, Good lord. Taint liquor meme right here. <laughs> you give this one a 10 out of 10, don't you? You don't dole out 10 out of 10, so it'd be not, like a solid. Yeah, 9 it's out of 10. this one. This one is not a 10 out of 10 meme. I can tell he's pandering to me, though, and I appreciate that, but not a 10 <laughs> out of 10 here. I'm thinking this is probably like a seven, six and a half, something like that. What is going on with that KLR? Well, it's not a KLR. This is a KL, This is a Z versus 650. Is it? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, no, that's a okay. that's a versus 650, and he just like completely adventure spec'd it out, which I have no clue why you would ever do that. Probably because Kawasaki refuses to make a more modern KLR 650, and that would probably work. But it also just looks like yeah, that is nuts. So that bad. looks like just hot garbage. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And you don't have any frame underneath the engine there. No, you it's don't like the, because yeah, it's it's all stressed members. So you see the yeah, like the you see the little pull up bracket the they made <laughs> just freak. to smash that bracket into your engine. <laughs> yes. I mean, where when there's a First will, there's the bottom, a way. Yeah. So what are you going to give this one? Seven. Seven, Josh. I go six. Six. I think six and a half. So yep. just meeting yep. you guys halfway. Uh, Nam, Nam, I do, I guess is next. <laughs> I like this one, especially since you're about to buy yourself an ancient gold wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good yeah. There are opposite energies. <laughs> I like how he also put it right at the tip of the bell curve. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I've never seen any of those meme faces before. I love these like just shrunken head memes. The yeah. ones that are just like completely, you know, fetal alcohol syndrome out. on the ruckus. There, so Ugh. I love riding around downtown and just seeing the stretch ruckuses everywhere. They're all over the place. They're so loud. And they're so slow. And God, yeah, I, I, I saw a dude one. in my neighborhood the other day trying to get his stretched Honda ruckus to start working again in the dead of night. <laughs> Because he, he was late for his party that he had to go to with yeah. all of his skater buddies. So how are you going to rate this one? Seven. Seven. Josh? Yeah, it's thoughtful. It's intelligent. I'd go seven and a half on it. I'd give it a little extra. Dude, I like hearing Josh rate memes. He's so nice. He's I've so never nice. done it. I've never done it before. <laughs> I guess I've never really done it either. I've just watched. You were always the meme just, weeder. Was the meme you, weeder? You, you, the, the, you were the sieve through which memes had to go. through. I was the meme curator. I remember coming to work and being like, uh, "Spite." Uh, All the memes suck. No, I'm like, what? 
this person, we need to call the cops. Like this person is not okay. <laughs> and then, and then you're like, oh, whatever. And then I'd show it to you and be like, dude, call the cops. Like, because sometimes you get a window into some people's brains and you're like, that, what, wait, what did you think that they said? What are you trying to say? Do you need help? Anyway. So I think we landed seven, seven and a half. <laughs> yeah. Moving right along. <laughs> Let's go with seven and a half because this is our most like, of, of the text on screen ones, I'm liking that one a lot. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Tumbleweed. This one made me laugh when I first saw it. So this is the um, this is the the Tuttle's meme. Digga, 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 digga. Liable form of transportation with no extra fills, and that's why I like it. sucked out of my butt damn it spite you're not allowed to have opinions accepted as the most superior form of motorcycle tip of the bell curve (laughs) that's that's a good one i really like because that was literally the whole if you followed my uh, escapades in the comments section i was trying to do this it felt so accurate while i was reading it made me laugh really hard i want to give this guy like an eight all right do it yeah, I go, go for the eight for sure. That that really nicely summer summarizes this entire weird month long investigation we've had with the versus six fifty. It's it's been a saga. The versus saga will go down in history, I think. Uh, so Don ATX gave me like four memes because he owns a versus. So I selected the one that I think was his best entry uh, as our starting point. Uh, oh, it's coming through. Give me one second here. I got to change the... Uh, we got to call the sound wizard, everybody. Yeah. I gotta, where's my audio <laughs> device? <laughs> Don't ask Sound me. wizard. Change the output. There we go. So this Riding one... Riding footage on the Versus 650. Yeah, this, was, this is from our video. Okay. This motorcycle is amazing. Like, seriously, it puts everything Harley, Yamaha, Ducati, and KTM have ever made to shame. Seriously, sell all your other bikes and go buy a Versus 650. Look, you all know me. I wouldn't recommend a bike to you if it was trash like the Pan American. The power, handling, style, and sex appeal just oozes out of this thing. Okay, that one wins. Yeah, he that went one with wins. GPT one. Did you get the? Wins. Did you guys hear it out in Streamland? Dear Streamland, did you hear it? I wasn't able to. Oh. Well, well, I'll share it uh, in. I'll figure out a way for you guys to hear it. So I think this one, I'm going to go ahead and give it like an eight and a half or a nine. This is really high up there. I give it a nine. A nine. I think that that's a great, great meme. I think we go nine here. Go for it. Which, which leaves Porgy last chance. I was about to say, I'm like, something felt like it was missing. (laughs) Yeah. So Corgi, he submitted multiple as well um and i picked the one that made me laugh the hardest uh but we have uh, i'll show you his other ones and then we'll go through uh the other one from donny tx as well but this one is just a nice simple gif (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a really good one (laughs) when i saw that i laughed my ass off <laughs> this was so funny i love this gift i think 
that really embodies the <laughs> collective consciousness of the Discord too. Yes. Like, like just your sweet trusted driver. And they're just also... like, <laughs> it's that current. Was... I mean, it's it is Pedro Pascal's day right now. That's Dude, perfect. that guy is having a renaissance right now. Pedro yeah, Pascal is. is doing everything. Yep. Yes, we will not shut up finale? about it. <laughs> I didn't. I'm. I. I do not You're like not enjoy the sadness porn. I call it that. That show is just sadness Sad porn. porn? <laughs> Dude, Ruby watched the finale with me last night. She's like, "So what's happening?" I'm like, "Look, she's having a baby. And she's got to stab a zombie." Oh, in the head. Yeah, don't tell me. I'm gonna watch it after this. I. I didn't watch it yesterday. Uh. So, <laughs> does it does it unseat Don ATX's? Oh come on, man! One, I hate though. the headers. I hate the head to headers. Because this is this is the one. This oh. is. We have we have winner or loser personally. Winner or loser. I well first second uh, place is first <laughs> loser, but no 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 offense to whoever comes in second. But I will say Don ATX went through the trouble of having the uh, AI voice do me. Yeah. So now you're talking. To, now you're bringing an effort. A little which bit is, effort, which here. is important. Yeah. 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 I mean, it'd have to be really creative to overcome good effort. You know. Uh, I agree. I'd I'd give it to Don. I think I think Corgi's yeah. like an eight and a half here. I think he's. Do you hear that, Corgi? He's got to step up the game harder next time. <laughs> but everybody says donate in Don ATX. So. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, let's real quick, let's just super fast. We'll go through the other uh, the spit the ones that Don ATX sent and Corgi sent just for shits and giggles. So Don ATX has this one. <laughs> Let me get the audio going so you can hear it. Was that Revenge of the Nerds? Nerds, yeah. No, 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 nerds. <laughs> Where are they? Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's really good. I like that one, but oh, I like the chat also, GPT better. Was that also Don ATX? That was also Don ATX. Damn. He came hard. The skills. That's some skills. That, that that bike was cut in there really nicely. Yup. Did uh, you just say he came hard? I guess. <laughs> he brought the he, he went hard in the paint. Good grief. We're at the end of the let's just We're at, we're almost at 70 minutes. Come on, let's get this done. <laughs> Nobody's gonna hear that. Uh, all right, Corgi episode two here. Which oh, bring in this, this one, one in uh the the only reason, Corgi, I didn't include this one is because I've seen this format a lot. It's really funny, but I've seen it too many times. But your shit's old news. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> That's a good one. That one is good. And then Corgi's last one here. This one just made me laugh. <laughs> The 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 versus the Hufflepuff, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's go through here. Oh, shit. we have one. We have toaster and we have tumbleweed. Uh, we have one throwdown. So this is the we gave toaster an eight okay, remember, across yeah, all of his. Toaster made a meme for all of us, so remember that. And then tumbleweed made this one. Hmm. I think with one strong single entry versus three good ones, what do you think? Because this is really strong. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it does feel like it's summarizing this saga <laughs> with the bike that we're happy to put to rest after this. <laughs> so that means that if I'm understanding the crowd correctly, Don ATX is the winner of the first week. Corgi is a second place. And then Tumbleweed takes third. There you go. Oh, dude, we got a new we got a new meme champion. We got a new meme champion. Somebody is coming happen? for your crown, Because what's next is a goddamn Cardo. Cardo. Yep. Yeah. Which one? The real competition. We're giving a, I'm not sure which one we're giving away right. yet. It might be an edge, uh, depending on what they've got in store. We're not giving so you slim edge. We're giving you edge. <laughs> edge is a which is a big boy. Uh, so let's real quick, just since we're all here, let's, uh, I'm going to go ahead and kill the share and I'm going to pull up our list of meme entries. We have so much here to pick from which one gets your goat up. We're going to give these guys a week to do this. Z650 memes to make Nick cry. I think we should do Top Gear memes because there's some that came out after mm. our last episode. They were really f***ing funny. All right. There it is. I like that. I th I like yeah. that. Riff on the, the podcast is called Bottom Sprocket. Give, a, give us the Bottom Sprocket Top Gear memes. Make it happen. We had a question. Neil Beekman asks, is the contest for the U.S. only or can we international do you get them or no you send i send the stuff to, to cardo, cardo, cardo so says, okay. i might be able to i will give you more information on Let's that i'll talk i'll text out. my guy tomorrow first thing and i'll let you guys know in the discord yeah most likely <sighs> they can though most What's likely that? most likely they can ship them anywhere they yeah, should be able but, to ship it yeah anywhere. that shouldn't be a problem yeah, I don't that's think exciting so. that's really really cool yeah so guys with that this one was a big one this was a, was a big one. And the last time that we turned off the cameras, you said, okay, it's I, I got to go home and uh, Do a take my of pants stuff. off. No, you said take my pants off. Did I? Oh, yeah. I had, yep. <laughs> and I was like, damn, <laughs> hell yeah. Fight. All right. This man knows exactly what he needs to do. <laughs> well, tonight I need to go eat some dinner. Oh, okay. It's dinner time. It's dinner time because uh, I drove from Houston to Austin today. Just uh, now? Or no, earlier. A couple hours ago, oh, okay. yeah. Still. But yeah, it is It is time to call it. Josh, thank you for hanging out with us. Whitney, thank you for opening your garage. Of course, Josh. Always good to see your uh, dimly lit face in a garage full of Josh-like things. Yeah. yeah. It's you're, awful. You're, you're in the cave. Down. Yeah, I know. It's like, it was so nice when I set it up, and then it gets darker and darker and darker. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets further so I'm going to have to buy actual lights. Well, guys, that is going to wrap up today's episode Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. This was a ton of fun, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. See you later.